Thanks for joining us today on the season two of the Hospitality Hangout. This is a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Brandis Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we truly love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy, and I'd like to introduce my partner and friend, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy. Thanks for the introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we're the personalities behind branded strategic hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. Thanks, Shatz. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to let all of our listeners know that at the end of the show, we're going to have a special invitation to share with our audience, courtesy of our guest today. Uh, we think you're going to like it. So let's jump into this. We are very excited on the podcast today to shift gears a little bit as we embark on a whole new kind of uh, dimension for our, our company, and that's really talking about customer engagement and how taking control of your customer experience management is so critically important to owners and operators. With that in mind, we're excited to have our, our new friend and becoming a good friend, and of course, our partner, Mr. Zach Oates from Ovation. So Zach, welcome to the, uh, to the podcast. We'd like to ask you to introduce yourself to our audience. Awesome. Well, Jimmy Shatsy, thanks so much for having me. Um, it's awesome to be here. So first of all, I mean, I, I started off in restaurants, right? I cut my teeth at Friendly's and loved it. Um, for those of you who don't know Friendly's, it's like- Love a, the fribble. Right? It's, it's amazing. Their peanut butter sauce is delicious. Gained so much weight working there. But that's where I learned about restaurant hospitality. Um, and quite frankly, that's where I learned that a PO, for my coworkers, I learned that a PO doesn't just mean purchase order. And uh, Shatsy, I'm sure you're familiar with the other type of PO. Uh, parole officer. Anyway, so when, <laughs> I was thinking, no, I don't. <laughs> but but now you remember, you got that itch on your ankle, huh? Yeah, yeah, anyway, thanks, thanks, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when when uh, when my dad retired from the NFL, he got into the restaurant retail space, and so that was my growing up. That's what those were my chores. That's what I did. Um, and then after college, I built and sold a tech company. And I really saw that technology could have helped me and my family and in and, and these restaurants and retail spots because everything that we did was for the guest experience. But it's so hard to measure it. It's so hard to take action on it. But if you win the experience, you win. And that is true loyalty. So um, what we wanted to do is, you know, as a result of that, I, I uh, got a great team together and we created Ovation, which is an actionable guest feedback loop where not only can you collect feedback from customers in store, delivery, pickup, um, but Ovation gives you the tools to resolve those concerns in real time and uncover those insights to improve brand wide. So we use tools like you know, QR codes, integrations, texting to ask two questions. How was it? And can you tell us more? If it's happy, it goes online. If not, it gets resolved in three clicks. And then uh, you could bring together that data from reviews and Ovation to give you a quick snapshot of what's going well, what needs to improve. So that's, that's Ovation in, uh, in a few seconds. Thanks for that intro, Zach. Appreciate that. Uh, let's jump into it with some Q&A, learn a little bit more about Ovation. You know, I've been in the restaurant space for 25 plus years. You know, I'm the restaurant guy. I mean, for us, feedback, getting, uh, you know, what the guest is thinking, it was comment cards and you, you had to give out free stuff to the servers to try and get comment cards, surveys, things like that. You know, and then, and then of course, Yelp came along and, and you didn't know what was going on with Yelp. Mm -hmm. And it was always a challenge for us in the restaurant space to really understand what the customer was feeling, what was their sentiment. So tell us a little about the evolution of guest feedback 
Well, I think taking a look at guest feedback, you got to go back to like the very beginning. And, and it really was all about the table touch, right? From the very beginning, it was about the waiter or the manager coming up, touching the table. How is everything? Why? Because they want to find and fix those problems fast. Right. And uh, the problem is from the very beginning to today, that creates a very awkward situation. The way, the way I think of it is like, imagine that you just kiss someone, you pull back, you look at them and you say, so am I a good kisser? It's like, it's a weird question. Like, how was everything? It's like, well, I don't want to offend you. For example, like we, I was at a restaurant with my father-in-law. Server comes up. How was everything? It was great. Walks away. First thing my father-in-law says is, man, I hated that salmon. And I was like, well, why didn't you tell him? He's like, well, what are they going to do about it, right? <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, and so, yeah, and so we, we, we tried new things as, a, as restaurateurs, right? Like you said, comment cards, uh, receipt surveys, secret shoppers, online reviews. They kind of each came in their, their time, but they each had issues. It was either too hard for customers, not scalable, didn't capture the right data. It was skewed. Right, because we all know that people are three times more likely to leave a negative review than a positive one. Um, right. And so people were always looking for a better way. You didn't even know if they came in and ate in your restaurant. They could have just been an angry, disgruntled person or something. <laughs> oh, do you, I know, and I see that all the time. And I've I've actually helped customers who they you know they they fired an employee for cause, and so that employee got on, left them a review, a bad review on all the sites and got a bunch right. of their friends to leave them reviews. And right, it's like, right. that happens all the time, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. the, the thing is, is that from my perspective, then, then Ovation comes along and we had the luxury of seeing all of these years of evolution, uh, had the luxury of me coming from the hospitality industry. I, I know tech. And so we reimagined guest feedback what happens? What would happen if guest feedback were invented today for the very first time? Well, it would be SMS-based to avoid the awkwardness. Um, it would be something to encourage good reviews. It would be something that would be easy to recover them. There would be no phone calls required. Um, and so that's what we were able to do. We, we designed it from the ground up based on understanding technology, hospitality, and what consumers wanted to give feedback, not just what do restaurants want to get feedback. Right. No, that's great, Zach. And I, I want to highlight one thing. Um, when Shatsy and I and the team at Branded got involved with you Innovation, one of the things we loved was that you come from the industry. I don't think I remember it was Friendlies, and that's a brand, by the way, I have this near and dear to my heart. Oh. But I will well, say mention that we, Brand Lake, Jimmy, please. There we go. But I certainly, we really do uh, get a kick and enjoy working with CEOs that grew up in the industry or at least where I got involved with it because they understand exactly how the technology can be helpful and is truly a solution that addresses uh, a critical problem. So with that in mind, my question is, you know, in your opinion, you know, how, how valuable is guest feedback? Um, and as a finance guy, I'm going to try to ask you, you know, could you put a dollar amount on a review? But again, what's the value of the feedback and try to size it up in terms of what's that worth to a restaurant owner operator? Yeah. So let's say, um, you know, a customer comes in. I, I went into a restaurant a little while ago. I'd been in there five times previously in the last year and had had pretty good experiences. But then I went in there the sixth time and it took them 30 minutes to get me my fries and they were cold by the time they got them to me. Right. And like I was I was pretty bugged by that. But, you know, and quite frankly, I haven't been back since because I always felt it was like a little bit overpriced. But um, 
you know, that just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So you look at me and all of a sudden here I was five, I went there five times in the last year and now I'm not going back because of just like a plate of fries that were cold. Um, I just thought they handled it really poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to boot, I did leave a negative review for them because there was no other way for me to tell them about it, right? So you look at you look at a customer like that, the average customer in an average restaurant is worth about $1,200 to that restaurant. And we're not talking like a big ticket item here. We're talking based on consistency and over the lifetime of that customer worth about $1,200. Now, a happy customer, when you when you like just, meet their expectations, they have a great experience, food, service, et cetera, they're going to bring in about five other people, which means that customer all of a sudden goes to be worth, you know, they're worth 1200 and they're bringing in $6,000. So you got $7,200 if you're able to make one customer very happy. Now, if that customer is unhappy, data shows that they're more like, they're going to probably leave a negative review. They're going to tell people, Data shows that one customer is going to keep 30 customers away. One unhappy customer will keep 30 customers away. So now all of a sudden, you're you're talking like pretty big numbers there, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking like what, $36,000 over the lifetime of those customers. Sure. And so when you look at the value of guest feedback, it is so critical to both find and fix those problems fast, get the happy people going, get the unhappy people resolved. Um, which is why Bain, they did a study. They found that a 5% increase in customer retention yields a 25% increase in profits. So we're, we're talking pretty big numbers here, Jimmy. And um, that's the value of the guest feedback. Without it, you're flying blind. You're hoping that things are happening. With it, you're taking control. I mean, we, we have a 200 location um, chain they're using Ovation. They did a study when they were they were just using it in 50 of their locations. And when they did a study comparing those places that were using Ovation, basically to improve the guest experience, to recover those customers versus those that weren't, after about six months, they were making $2,700 a month more in revenue than the others who weren't. So obviously we expanded uh, and they're loving Ovation or, you know, uh, take a smoothie shop that they were they were getting killed by Jamba Juice. Um, they just couldn't beat them in in the Google review box, and so we started to work with them. In two months, they jumped up to the first page of Google because they got more reviews, and they got 312 percent more traffic to their restaurant. So when you look at the value of an unhappy customer, what they keep, how much a valuable customer brings, and then augmenting that with online reviews we're talking we're talking big numbers at the very minimum twelve hundred dollars per head that's walking out your door um at the maximum you're talking thirty six forty thousand dollars based on what they can the damage they can do zach you know what listen we know the value in the restaurant space and in most businesses you know the value of the repeat customer i mean i always know that the car companies don't go out and uh, unless they try and keep a Honda guy in a Honda, a Toyota guy in a Toyota and so forth, it's really hard to, to make the change. So we know keeping repeats is our bread and butter in the hospitality space. Um, but let me ask you this. If, if it's so important to us to get this, why do you think it's so hard 
for us to get the real actionable feedback from the guest or, or, or a solution or, or a combination of both. We know how valuable it is. Why is it so hard to get it? Well, I'll say this, though, Shatsy. It's not hard to get. We make it hard to give. We make it so hard for the customers to give feedback. I mean, when's the last time you all took a survey at a restaurant that wasn't one of yours or that, you know, you weren't testing out some product? Like, just, right, when's the last time you did that? I, I can't remember. 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> I, I remember it was summer of uh, summer of 2012, and I took a receipt survey when I was at a Subway on a hot Saturday in Texas because I wanted a free cookie, right? Like, <laughs> the, that was the last time. And I love these receipt surveys that are like, hey, we'd love to get your feedback, Shatsy. Uh, all you got to do is go to this website, type in this 27-digit unique code, type in the five-digit store, answer 75 questions about the bathrooms. And freak, <laughs> man, all you want to do is say the fries were soggy. You know, it's like, you get a, but you got a free on. cookie. But you got a free cookie. Yeah, you get a free cookie, right? <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. You know, look, I, I I went on a thousand dates before I got married, and if I was trying to go on a second date, and they were saying that their dog was sick one night, they were shampooing their hair, they had homework. Look, I got the hint. They didn't really want a second date, and that's how customers feel about feedback. We make it so hard to give feedback, and um, you guys, I, I bet you guess this. What do you think the number one reason that customer we did a we did a survey nationwide survey the number one reason that customers don't give feedback what do you think it is what what is the word you think they would you know, use it's got to be that it's it's the friction it's the time yeah Jim what do you think I was trying to think let's see I, I, since Shazzy said time I'm gonna say I got no freaking idea but I don't do them so I don't know I, I don't have an answer. I cannot believe that you just stopped Jimmy from speaking, and that's impossible <laughs> to do. Holy, that's impossible. I feel like I'm playing Family Feud. I my answer was time. You took time. Now I'm like, I don't have a pencil. I'm not have a pen. I don't know. I don't know. Hundred people surveyed. Jimmy stumped for a word. Never happened. Never happened. I'm going with. I'm going with. I don't have a pencil. I don't have a pencil. <laughs> no, he he was busy. He pencil. was busy trying to call your house, Shatsy. Yeah. He uh, he's. But the, the number one word is hassle. hassle. They kept no, talking about hassle. Mm -hmm. It's friction. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, judge, judges would have given you that. Yeah, one. I would have. Right. So, if I said time uh, and friction, so, I think it would have gotten friction. Yeah. And um, so that's that's so what, my, my, my phone went dead for a second. I'm going to go with hassle. Oh, my <laughs> phone was down for a second. Can I go with can I go with hassle? Hassle for 200, please. There we hassle. go. <laughs> yeah. So when when you look at it, though. It takes too much effort, and so that's why we don't we don't get it because we make it hard to give it. Right. And then to the second part of your question is, what do we do once we get it? Mm -hmm. Right. So once someone finally, so let's say, in some parallel universe, feedback is easy to give, um, or actually in the ovation universe. But let's just say that it's like from the beginning, it's easy to give. What happens? Well, you've got managers that are trying to call them the next day. Then they have to type up a report. It goes to corporate a month later. Like it's just a terrible feedback loop. And mm -hmm. so what we do is you, you got to make it easy to respond, right? And when we built Ovation, we built it off the premise that it needs to be easy three ways. It needs to be easy for the customer which is why we actually get 18 times more feedback than receipt surveys. It needs to be easy to respond. So that's why in three clicks from our app, a manager can respond. 
and the customer gets a text message. They don't download, log in, create an account. And then it's easy to see those trends. We take all the feedback from Google, from Ovation, from Yelp. We put it all together in one snapshot so that in 10 seconds, you could see what's going well, what needs to improve. But that's the reason. Consumers have lost trust that feedback does anything. And with Ovation, every single time when a customer gets that message, they're like, oh my gosh, somebody responded? They thought it just went into this like black box. And, uh, and that's what's really cool about it is, is we're able to not just get it, but able to help our customers do something with that data. That's really cool. And, I, uh, and I'm so glad I got the hassle question right. Cha-ching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to shift gears only a little and ask um, – in light of uh, the current pandemic and in light of, of this category five plus storm that is uh, it's hitting a lot of industries hard. I don't know if it's hitting uh, anyone harder than the hospitality industry, but in terms of um, some of the new dining habits we're now dealing with and in light of the pandemic, is guest feedback, is customer feedback playing a different role? Have you seen any shifts in the way dining habits are coming as a result of the pandemic? Has Ovation made any changes in light of the pandemic of how you know, you're supporting your restaurants and your customers? Great question. I, I think you're absolutely right. It has come in and really rocked the boat and um, the hospitality boat and those places that, you know, weren't securely down, that didn't have all of the, you know, that, that weren't locked and loaded, ready to go for online and digital, they've been struggling. Um, the good news is that digital is here to stay. It, it's not going anywhere. Um, I don't know if y'all know Earl Dardick. He's, I call him the off-premise prophet. He's been talking about off-premise for like two decades. And I had him on my podcast and he said that restaurants are no longer restaurants, but they're food manufacturers. And that's, you know, for a lot of us who, who love the hospitality industry because we love breaking bread with people and shaking hands and putting our hands on our customers' shoulders and laughing with them like – there's something that kind of like is sad about that, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the thing I like to remind people is that hospitality is not dead. It's just gone digital. And so we need to get on board to get our customers back. And for us, pre-pandemic, we were rocking an in-store experience. Um, and, and we're still using that for a lot of our customers. But we have shifted a lot of our focus uh, off-premise. Because now people aren't in your dining room, they're in their living rooms, right? Mm -hmm. And we've been able to, to make it so that, you know, a typical receipt survey will get 0.1% completion rate. We're getting with our integrations and our off-prem solutions, we're getting 25% survey completion rate. I mean, like astronomical numbers because customers, they're wanting to share and it's all about things going digital. And so that's the thing that we've been really focusing on is reading the room and luckily, you know, the whole nature of a startup is that, and, and technology, it's that we could adjust and adapt really quickly. And so in a matter of literally a week, we were able to pivot from almost a 90% in store to 90% off-prem just by building technologies, integrations. Uh, and so it's, it's really cool to be able to see that. And I'm just, I feel grateful that we're at that point that we could be that resource for the hospitality industry. So Zach, now that we are, uh, thanks to you, all experts in how to get the feedback, you know, using Ovation, I'm now going to get a tremendous amount of feedback as a restaurant operator. 
like you were touched on a little bit, now that I have all this feedback, can you give our listeners and me, can you give us some, share some best tips and practices for the operators? What do we do with all this feedback once we got it? Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of feedback. And especially if you're doing it right, you're going to get a lot of that feedback. And so what do you do? Well, first of all, you really got to take ownership over things. Um, for example, I, our intern, he he called and he was at home one day, uh, ordered a burrito through a third party site. And uh, guess where they delivered it? Not his house, not his front door. They delivered to they delivered it to a pawn shop and said, hey, we dropped it off at this pawn shop. Go pick it up. So his wife drives to this pawn shop, which, by the way, is past the restaurant, drives past the restaurant to go to this pawn shop, gets there, says, hey, did uh, someone drop off uh, food for us? And she goes, oh, the burrito? And, she, and she's like, yeah. And this – I kid you not. The pawn shop employee goes, oh, yeah, I demolished that. She ate the burrito. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else are you supposed to do with it? He brings somebody the burrito. Of course you can eat it. It's the burrito. But, but Delicious. The, the thing is that when he called the restaurant, the restaurant was like, well, we don't handle that because that's a third-party delivery thing. He called the third – or texted the third-party delivery, and they were like, well, sorry about that. Uh, you get nothing. Like it's not our fault. And so he doesn't – now you ask him who is the third-party delivery company, and he doesn't remember. You ask him who did you order that burrito from, he remembers. Guess who got the, the bad review? Guess who got the bad feedback? The restaurant. The restaurant, the restaurant got the black eye. 100%. So the key is, one, is to take responsibility, right? You can't outsource your customers, okay? Two is make sure that you respond, right? They took the time. So you take the time. Now, obviously, you could use technology to make it easy. And then lastly is how do you respond? Well, the, the tip is make it prompt. Gold standard is within five minutes or silver is one hour, bronze one day. Um, I will say Harvard Business did a study that showed if you respond within five minutes, they're going to be willing to spend $20 or more with you next time. So wow. it's huge. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the second aspect of responding is making it personal. Use your name. That same study found that if you use your name, they're willing to spend $14 more with you. So, so again, take responsibility, make sure you respond, and make it prompt and personal when you respond. Can you just give me that you take the time now, I take the time line one more time because I'm going to use that. They took the time to give you the feedback, so you take the time to respond to it. There it is. Thank you. There Thank it is. you. All right. You got Jimmy? Put that down. I, I will, but Zach, you should know that chats won't give you attribution. When I, when I, when if I took the line, if I took the line, I'd give you the attribution. Chats will make that his own. He's been saying that for decades. Well, that's my line. He's been saying that for decades. I love that All line. Right. We're gonna move off our Q and A, and we're gonna jump into a segment we like to call the crystal ball moment. Uh, I'd love to say we came up with this idea, but we inadvertently fell into it uh, when we were talking to folks about, you know, what would they see in the future. So, with that in mind, I guess uh, here's our crystal ball question to you. And, and, and while I want to say we don't mean to put you on the spot, we're absolutely putting you on the spot. Um, in two years, uh, how do you see the restaurants and dining two years from now in relation to reviews, you know, technology and hospitality? Uh, if you want to stay in your space, that's cool with us. Uh, but you're a tech, you're a fan of tech. You are an owner and operator. Um, you know, two years from now, reviews, tech, hospitality, what are you thinking? All right. Um, let me go what I think is the, you know, 
one that everyone agrees with, and then maybe we'll go to some more controversy, okay? So first of all, things are going to boom in two years because technology is going to unlock channels and opportunities that uh, before have been too risky to invest in. It's been safer to stay the course because when you're dealing with you know, single-digit percent margins – uh, for the restaurant space, it's risky to invest in new mm-hmm. technology. You know, with with COVID, everyone said, forget it. Either we like try this out or we die. And so people are trying things mm-hmm. out and realizing that it's unlocking. Um, and so when when customers feel comfortable coming back into restaurants and they will go back to the restaurants, now they're not going to be wanting to sit shoulder to shoulder, but they will go back to restaurants, but they will go back and they will order online more. Now, first party is starting to really take off, but it has a long way to go to really combat third party because what's going to happen in third party, it's going to consolidate to two players, Uber and DoorDash, and they're just going to gobble up all the small guys, and it's going to become like Amazon, right? They're going to compete. Uh, I was talking to my buddy at Flipdish, had him on, and we talked about the what Amazon did to Toys R Us, and Amazon, Toys R Us outsourced their, their online selling. They outsourced their customer service. And guess what happened? In two years, the whole thing went to the pots. And now where's Toys R Us? My kids are never going to be a Toys R Us kid, right? Uh, they're never going to know who Jeffrey the giraffe is. These third-party guys, they have all this data. So what they're going to do is they're going to start competing because they need to make money. They're losing it hand over fist right now. And they're going to fight to make money. They're either going to charge customers more, charge restaurants more, or the most likely option is they're going to start selling to restaurants, and they're already doing it. And in two years, they're going to be the 600-pound gorilla in the room, and restaurants are going to have to really take control of their customers and a first-party online ordering, or else they're going to get gobbled up and cast to the side. Agree with you 100%. Zach, uh, you know, RT Sober Branded has always been, uh, you know, adoption of technology in the hospitality space. We're, we're big believers in it. And I think that if there is a silver lining with everything COVID related is that there is a, a really quick adoption or it's been accelerated. We like to say five years and three months. Um, but that was great. The crisp ball, I think, was phenomenal. I'm going to take you through our last segment, and it's the branded uh, quick fire segment. So, uh, (laughs) it's fast. I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. I don't want you to think too hard. Give us the first answer that comes into mind. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. It's no crystal ball. This is challenging. Okay. Okay. Zach, dining, indoors or outdoors? In a hot tub. Okay, there you go. Where are you ordering (laughs) delivery tonight? Uh, Any pizza place. Any pizza place. New Jersey or Utah? Uh, Arizona. I mean, I was, I was Jimmy. I was gonna, when you were gonna, I, if you were gonna say Jersey, I mean, I was, I was gonna bring, you know, being a Jersey guy. I mean, it was gonna be all right. Anyway. When travel I, I resumes, do, I don't do winters. I don't do winters. So <laughs> when when travel resumes to some normal capacity, what is the first place you want to visit? Oh, I've already got my tickets booked to Jamaica. Oh man, I was looking at Jamaica today. Yes, Jamaica, I love it. Right. If you were to challenge, this is the big one. This is number five. Okay. And this is the big. All one. right. If you were to challenge Jimmy or I to a game of Pictionary. Mm-hmm. Who would you have better odds of beating? Um, I I'd say Shatsy, just because I'm not sure if you could sit through the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yes. Well, Zach, you, you, 
I, I must say that Jimmy does usually uh, number five is usually always everyone always wants to beat Chats. Thank <laughs> <laughs> it. I don't think it is. Okay, they're on. That was something. excellent. Very very good. I, I particularly like that uh, Shatsy gave you uh, two answers and twice you went with uh, door number three. That was good. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, it's just like a, I don't know what you asked that. I'm not doing that. Hey. Indoors or out? I'm going hot tub. Hot tub. You can say anything you want. Hey, listen, anything you want. Dude, have uh, have you ever had fries and a soda in a hot tub? There is like nothing happier than that. I will try. I'm going to get out the Utah and do it. I'm going to say I've not had fries and a soda in a hot tub. Uh, let's see. Hot tub comes to mind. No, not fries and soda. Nope. <laughs> The family, it's a family, uh, family, family show, show. family show. Listen, Zach, we appreciate and want to thank you for joining us on the hangout. Thanks for having me guys. Again, we appreciate the insights you shared and particularly all the very good and hard work that you and your entire team do for this industry. It's an industry that truly is, I dare say, almost under attack. And you and, and the team at Ovation are such an ally and trying to help get us through it. And we, again, we think very good things and expect great things from you. Uh, to our listeners, we always want to take a moment and thank you as well. I told you at the top of the show that Zach would have a special uh, offer. And with that in mind, Zach and the team at Ovation are offering a $200 credit to anyone that wants to test, to try, apply it to a couple months for free on Ovation. But at the end of the day, mention uh, the Hospitality Hangout and the team at Ovation will credit you to $200 towards working with them. And, and again, as a restaurant owner and operator ourselves, we think you will uh, truly love this platform. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Zach or Ovation directly, we think that's great. And please just email Brandon at admin at brandedstrategic.com. That's admin at brandedstrategic.com. And we'd be thrilled and very happy uh, to make the introduction. Again, lastly, to our listeners, we greatly appreciate that you do tune in with us. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and we appreciate and value that you choose to hang out with us. Uh, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to our, our podcast. You don't miss out on exciting guests and things we'll be doing in the future. And better yet, why don't you invite a friend to hang out with us the next time? So until then, this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, and my partner. I am Shatsy, the restaurant guy. Thank you for joining us the Hospitality Hangout. And Zach Oates, Ovation, thank you, sir. Woo, thank, thank you, sir. Hey, today's Ovation goes to you guys. Thanks for having oh, me. Oh, yeah, thank you. I love it. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. <laughs>